0: How to handle difficult clients, how to make clients feel appreciated and valued, and how to handle and overcome objections. It might be time to ask for some help. That's why we're here. Lone Team Training has our next live wow training coming up. We train your team for you so you can focus on closing loans. Check it out at LoanTeamTraining.com for our next class and see how many five-star reviews we have from past WOW training participants and their loan officers who sent them at LoanTeamTrainingReviews.com. Remember, it's an interactive virtual training with live trainers and we train any of your support staff that is communicating with clients and referral partners. Our sessions are 9 to 1130 Pacific time. Check us out and sign your loan partner or team member up at loanteamtraining.com.
1: NAM Focus is, as you said, January 11th to the 13th in Orlando at Margaritaville. Our first two days, the 11th and the 12th, which is a Thursday and Friday, we uh, have a big lineup of speakers. Uh, we have Carl White. Uh, we have awesome. yourself, Barry Habib. We're going to have um, Neil Dengra, uh with Florida awesome. Academy. We have two sessions with Freddie Mac. One is actually focused on refinance business. So I, I will say this, in my personal opinion, the best month to go to Florida is in January. Okay. Because there is no humidity. It is it's great temperatures. There's not a lot of tourists, you know, so you can uh, have the full Florida experience. Yes, you can see some palm trees. You can go to a park. You're not going to fight eight million lines and be sweating to death. You can actually enjoy yourself.
0: Hi, and welcome to the Loan Officer Team Training Podcast. I'm Irene DuFord, your host, and I have a really special guest today. Her name is Valerie Saunders, and she is the president of the National Association of Mortgage Brokers. And so I'd like to welcome you today, Valerie. Thanks for being with us. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for asking me to be a part of this. So I'm really excited because um, we're going to talk about what NAM is, N-A-M-B, the National Association of Mortgage Brokers. It's a great association. Can you tell us a little bit about the association and why it's so valuable to the loan officers and mortgage brokers? Sure. This is actually our 50th anniversary. We've been
1: around since 1973. Over the last 50 years, NAM and its leadership and members have been devoted to the um, advocacy of its members, whether that is legislatively in Washington, D.C., or providing resources and tools through education, member benefits, events, networking opportunities to its members so that, you know, the the community that we create realizes that we are here for support and assistance and representation
0: within their mortgage career in the industry. That's really important that we have representation. So how do you, as president, how do you represent, like what do you do? There's a lot of people that don't know how it works. So maybe you could tell us a little bit of background about how you represent legislatively and and how often you go and things like that. Sure, so we have a lobby
1: firm. They are called the Williams Group. They are in Washington DC and they are representing the association on a daily basis. They are always staying on top of anything that might be coming out of the House or Senate or even might be contemplated within the various members of Congress or our government agencies like the CFPB, HUD, VA, You know the GSEs, Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, anything that has to do with the mortgage process, which obviously is a a very big thing. They sort of are our feet on the street and our eyes within Washington, D.C. And we are staying in contact with them on a daily basis. So if something happens, they're notifying us. Obviously, a big thing that we're talking about right now is the speaker, because although that may not necessarily be mortgage focused, nothing is happening (laughs) because there's no speaker. So, you know, all of the initiatives that we have uh, as an industry are kind of at a standstill because you got to have a speaker. So, um, you know, we're, we're, we are always there and uh, we're always Looking and staying on top of. And I also, you know, want to say it's not just limited to our lobby firm. NAM is actively involved in um, various trade associations besides our own. For example, we are part of the Industry Advisory Council for Armor, which is the American Association of Residential Mortgage Regulators so Mm -hmm. it is the association for state regulators you know we are actively participating there you know we're talking about things that are happening within nmls we're talking about what's happening on a state level Um, Mm -hmm. obviously things can happen a lot quicker from a legislative perspective or a process perspective on a state level and those are going to have a more immediate impact on us as loan originators or mortgage broker or mortgage lender businesses.
0: So um, we're
1: also staying connected on that level as well.
0: Well, that's really good stuff. You know, it's things that loan officers don't normally think about on a day-to-day basis. And I don't think we give enough credit to NAM and the associations and the lobbyists and everybody who's helping us out on the legislative level, especially. And it's because everyone's busy and they're not thinking about it, but I want to bring an awareness to it because I think it's really important. We do our lives, right? We have our busy lives and we do our lives and we don't even realize what's going on behind the scenes. And we just appreciate, I really appreciate the fact that you take a lot of your own time to do this and to volunteer. So have you always been passionate about volunteering or is that something that you just decided since you were in mortgages? I I first
1: got in the industry back in 1993. I was actually studying for my oral exams for my master's. I have a master's in historical administration. So, okay. you know, I I could be working in a, you know, the basement of a dusty museum right now. <laughs> that didn't happen. But um, I took a temp job, happened to be in a mortgage company while I was studying for my oral exams. And once I completed that got my degree you know i was out there competing with people who had been in the industry for 20 years unfortunately i wasn't able to really get my foot in the door in a paying position with my degree <laughs> but um i did get offered a job by the mortgage company that i was working for and so yeah i started with them i started you know, copying files and doing, you know, menial post-closing tasks that people didn't want to do. And then it sort of mushroomed into doing some processing, post-closing, closing, and it's, uh, you know, just kind of continued on down that path. But it wasn't until 1997 when I was actually working at a title company and somebody said, Oh, Hey, we need somebody to go to the local trade, you know, local chapter. They're having meetings. Uh-huh. Why don't you go and see if you can get us business? So I went and they were looking for volunteers to work on a newsletter. And I'm like, Oh, that's something I could do. I mm-hmm. I'm a, i am I am a person that volunteers. I like to stay busy. I do not like to have idle hands. I, um, I am I guess uh, definitely an overachiever um, in that department <laughs> and so I volunteered. And from that point forward, I just continue to stay more actively involved and you know, it's kind of like anything that you get more involved in, you you get connected to the people and yes and what's happening around you and you see the effect that you're having on, The industry and, you know, and this is probably all this stuff is dating myself. But anyway, in 2003, when RESPA was changing, we did a big letter writing campaign, you know, so I worked on that, you know, then you had uh, where they are trying to make yield spread premiums illegal. And so as you continuously get more and more involved you start doing more stuff and then in 2007 I got um, I live in Florida so I and I was always actively involved within that state association committee Uh chair I don't know whatever you needed me to do I would do it I got (laughs) on their executive board and I basically kind of got fast-tracked because the person who was our president at that time wound up getting elected to the Florida house. And I was, I went from treasurer straight into president elect (laughs) and the um, speaker of the house said, Hey, uh, you cannot be the president of a trade association and be a state legislator. So he wound up having to step down. And so in 2008, I became president. And of course, we all know what happened in 2008.
0: Yes.
1: (laughs) Um, So, you know, so then we have the downturn in the economy. We start getting all of these legislative fixes coming from Washington, D.C., which, of course, are trickling down to the state legislature, getting it more involved with Dodd-Frank and the SAFE Act and the implementations of the things within the SAFE Act. And, you know, it just sort of mushroomed from that. And from that experience where Mm -hmm. I was on a daily basis, either working with our um, Florida Office of Financial Regulation or the, um, you know, House Subcommittee uh, for Banking and Insurance or the Senate Banking and Insurance Committee or our lobbyists. (laughs) trying to figure out how to implement the minimum standards of safe into our state lending law. And of course, I had a lot of very scared people.
0: Of course.
1: Because, you know, if you've been in the business for 20 years or 25 years, and now somebody tells you, hey, um, we're going to all of a sudden start pulling your credit. Um, You're going to have to take a test. Yes, you're going to have to do these things. Oh, yeah. And by the way, we just have had one of the largest financial crises in our lifetime. You know, they're looking for a, uh, a life preserver. And so mm-hmm. I kind of became that life preserver. And so I, I made that. it my job to be extremely familiar with state lending laws, federal lending laws, uh the people in nmls cfpb all of this stuff um because if i'm going to be viewed as a resource i'm going to know what i'm talking about yes and so from that it just you know a nor- a a natural transition in my mind was from state to national and once again i'm an overachiever in volunteering so <laughs> <laughs> volunteered for a lot of stuff within and national. I've been their government affairs chair um, several times.
0: Wow! Um, I
1: also, for my local chapter and for my state association, did events including trade shows. Mm-hmm. So then I started also doing trade shows for National. Since 2003, I was also very actively involved in education. I have been a course writer for NMLS and then prior to that for the state of Florida classes. I've wow. taught pre-licensing and continuing education and <laughs> oh man, you know, and all of that. So anyway, like I said, I'm um I'm an over <laughs> a volunteer <laughs> overachiever. I but love
0: that. um that's a new term, volunteer yeah. overachiever. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but but I'm a really good multitasker. I have a, and I and I have um I don't have a necessarily a problem saying no. I just don't like to say no. If I can Uh do it, I'll do it. Um, If you ask me a question and you need help and I can help you, I will do it. And so that sort of pattern really showed me that it was necessary back in 2008. Mm -hmm. And for the last 15 years, I have followed that same mantra. So if you need something and I can help you, I will help you.
0: That is so awesome. And what an awesome thing for the president. Of the national association of mortgage brokers to be to have that kind of mentality that says a lot about the organization because it starts at the top right any organization starts at the top and however your mindset your mentality is about anything it trickles down to the members and so we're really lucky to have you as president to with that kind of mentality in mind to help people you're all about helping people obviously I was getting tired listening to all of the wonderful things I was exhausted <laughs> I'm starting to run out of things. breath there I... <laughs> <laughs> and I'm I'm sitting there I wasn't tired of hearing it I was tired just thinking about all the work that you've done in volunteering my goodness it puts the rest of us to shame, right? <laughs> well, but and it's you know, oddly enough,
1: I used to have a huge fear of public speaking. Really? A giant fear. Yes. Oh, God. I, like when I was, you know how when you're in grade school, I think it's about sixth, seventh grade, they make you get up and start, yes. you know, doing debate type things or just reading and, you know, whatever you've written in front of a group or, and uh-huh. I mean, that was just like mortifying to me. But obviously, I've gotten over that. You know, I've, I have spoken to state legislature. I have, you know, have traveled around the country and spoke. I, you know, i very comfortable. It doesn't matter what the size. It could be a hun- yes. one person. It could be 10,000. I don't care. Um, <laughs> as long as I feel confident in what I'm talking about.
0: That's so. the key, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And you are confident because you know what you're doing. You have volunteered so much. You've been to so many different committees and oh my goodness, just, I can't imagine the knowledge that you have in your head of all the things that you've covered in all the years you've been in the mortgage business. So, um, I love that you've been in the mortgage business so long. So I got into it in 97. I started out working for a broker in a small community in Arizona I loved it from the minute I got in it, but I got no training at all. No train. I was promised by the broker, oh yeah, we'll show you all this stuff. We'll train you. I'll show you. Didn't nothing, got nothing from it. So the training is really important. How have you trained your loan officers and people that you've been involved with over the years? How did how did you see training going?
1: So as far as my loan originators go, I, I will say this. I'm extremely picky about who my loan originators are, because the, and the reason why is I can never say no, that I didn't know. I, yeah. I, I didn't know. I can't say that. When I became responsible, or I guess I, I felt I was responsible for mm. knowing all of these things and for writing classes. And I can never say I didn't know. Right. Because chances are, I knew. You knew. Uh, so uh-huh. I'm very, very picky about my loan originators, and so the the people that I have surrounding me within my business are all extremely knowledgeable. So I didn't really have to train them. However, I do see the value of training other people, which is why I got you know involved in the education aspect uh, within my state association and within my national association because people once again need somebody to ask a question to if you call your state regulator chances are they're just going to read to you what's in the statute or Mm -hmm. in the rule they're not going to explain it that's not their job same with if you you know now luckily in the last 20 years the volume of information and access to information is overwhelming. So Mm -hmm. you should be able to find an answer. But if you can't find an answer, having a person or a place to find an answer is a comforting thing within the industry. So I think that's why when like the classes I write are (laughs) They're probably information overload, mainly because I want them to be viewed as a resource. I don't want to, to, ha- to put something together to take the multitude of hours it takes
0: it to does. write a
1: class and get a class approved and then present a class and have other pre- people presenting the class
0: mm-hmm. and
1: not have it contain valuable information. You know, I don't want you to just toss it away when it's over. So I think that is another huge benefit of a trade association, whether that's on your local level or state level or national level. Chances are you have people within the industry looking to educate people within the industry. And so, you know, between our continuing education classes are what I call career enrichment, You know, NAM has several certifications that we offer that are on um, specific products. You know, we have our FHA certification that's sponsored by Freedom Mortgage, we have a reverse mortgage um, certification sponsored by Liberty Reverse. We have a veterans certification. You know, we even we have, in addition, uh, residential lending type certifications, elevation, um, elevated certifications, you know, to show your commitment to the industry yes. as a profession. So I think I got way off track of your question. But anyway, <laughs> uh, I think a lot of companies maybe don't have the resources or the time or ability to offer training to their loan originators and so Mm -hmm. an association is a great way to do that number one it's going to give you not a company specific version of the information Mm -hmm. and it's also going to give you a network of people to communicate with
0: once that education is over yes that's a big deal yes it's meeting other people and sharing ideas, best practices, things like that, it's really important. You know, as a as a coach of Loan Originators for years now, for the last 11 years, I've been coaching Loan Originators through the Freedom Club with Carl White. I noticed that there was a big need, not just to train that, like we do that, we do the training for uh, marketing and growing their business and all of that, but there was a huge need for training their teams because we really believe that Having a team is what makes the difference. It allows you to get out and grow your business more. And so there was no training for the teams. And so that's why I started the company, uh, loan Team Training, for the staff of the team. So we started out teaching them, we call it the wow class, and we're teaching them to wow clients and referral partners. But with systems, processes, mindset, all of those things, it's very different than most classes that you would watch. But that's why we did it is because there was a huge need for something like that. And there's a lot of loan originator stuff, but there's not a lot for the training of the staff and mm-hmm. the teams. And so that's why we did it. But that's why I'm passionate about that is because I was never trained. I didn't know what I was doing. And you know, I have a funny story and I'm sure the listeners have heard this story before, but I have to tell you, because you were talking about not having any training when you first came on and what happened in 2008. So in 2010, I think that's the year we had to get licensed, right? If we weren't licensed yet. Yeah, in in Arizona, they, they didn't make us get licensed. Some states you had to, but in Arizona, you didn't have to. And so here I was managing a team. I had loan officers. I had a big staff. I had all these people and I had no license. And I realized that I had never had to take a test for a job since I graduated from high school, never had to take a test to get a job. And all of a sudden, all these people were depending on me. I was the branch manager and I thought to my, I got scared. I thought to myself, yeah. what if I don't pass the test? You know, they're, all these people are depending on me. Anyway, I used my self-talk. I really went into my mindset and started, and I put affirmations up on my, you know, on my desk and everywhere. I will pass the exam. I will pass. And I use my self-talk for that. But if I really went into a panic mode for a few minutes I thought what am I going to do if I don't pass and all these people are depending on me oh my goodness and I had never realized up to that point that I never had to take a test to get a job before but I had to take a test to keep this job so needless to say I passed (laughs) but it was the self-talk it was the affirmations and believing that it could happen and I just kept telling myself you can do this I mean you know that I've already been in the business since 97 so it's not like I didn't know but all these rules and regulations were all brand new. And so it was not an easy test to take if you've never had to worry about it before, but uh, luckily I passed, but I just thought that's a funny story. You know, it's scary. Yeah. It can be scary.
1: Oh yeah. I, I mean, I remember cause I was, you know, teaching pre-licensing and obviously I had a lot of people that were coming to me, asking me questions just because of, you know, all of, you know, my, um, over-involvement in, um, what was going on and yeah, there was, you were definitely not alone. I, I think the people <laughs> that were scared the most were the ones that had been in the business the longest yes. because, you know, you, when you're, when you're doing something for so long, It's, it's like second nature, like riding a bike. You don't think about, I have to do the pedals. I have, you know, I have to do the brakes. Uh It's just, you, you just do it. And Mm -hmm. also on top of that, some people just are not good test takers. Some people panic. Some people get in there and get so bogged down and overwhelmed with just the overall process. You know, you're sitting there, you had to stare at the screen, you know, so we're like telling people mark the boxes, go back and double check. <laughs> you you know, you've got three hours or whatever it was to take the test. You don't have to get done in 30 minutes. And so it's just, you know, it was, it was definitely a, a, a mental mind game, I guess. It was um, for a lot of people at that time. And, yes. you know, I mean, I did know some people that didn't pass.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, And of course, you know, they got the opportunity to retake it and they wound up, you know, passing the second time. But still, it was like just the overall panic of, do I really know what I'm doing? (laughs) (laughs) And and of course, too, they had some, they just had some things in there that weren't things that are normal, everyday use, you know, they, it, it was a regulator's version of what they thought was most important, I guess I would say. And that's a great um, way
0: to describe it. It wasn't about how to do loans. It was about regulations is really correct. what it was about. And yeah, I if there was a date,
1: it. remember it. If there you know because also yes. too like, I mean, I've written tons of test questions. What are the easiest mm-hmm. test questions to write? Yeah the dates or you know <laughs> yes. specific, specific years or whatever. those are very simple.
0: So it yeah, it was it was an interesting time. It was an interesting time. And I'm glad, I'm glad they have to take a test before they come in now, but it still doesn't teach them how to be loan officers just because they took a test. It's the everyday and it's the everyday challenge of learning how to be a loan officer. But what's difficult is there's a lot of we need a lot of new blood coming in, loan officers coming in. We need a lot of younger people to get involved in the loan business but what makes it really hard is the test number 1 and also finding someone that will hire you when you don't have experience that that is you and I are the same i stopped hiring people without experience when i was running a branch because it just takes too much time but now yeah. there's places that they can go to learn the loan business there's different training companies and things like that we have a course called loan assistant mortgage training bootcamp and it's a bootcamp but it teaches it's teaching loan partners or loan assistants how to do loans from if they've never done them before but a, a newer loan officer could take it as well so there's mm-hmm. there's different training courses that people can take and if they have the right attitude and they learn quickly they can learn the mortgage business and even if they start out as an assistant somewhere and then get into it but education is really important and it's it's a powerful thing to be able to learn All the things that you need to learn to be a great originator or to be a great assistant to an originator, because if you have an assistant and I hate to call them assistants, we call them loan partners. If the partner loan partner is really, really good at what they do man, do they free up that loan officer to go get business. It's huge. It's a really big thing. So I am grateful to be able to share in the, in the training of, of loan assistants and loan partners. I really enjoy it. I'm passionate about it because probably because I never got the training. It's important.
1: I mean, there's it's important to remember there's so many different aspects of the mortgage industry. If you are uncomfortable with the sales aspect of loan origination, because really still at the end of the day, yes, we need to know rules and regulations. We need to know our disclosures. We need to know the processes, but it's still sales. It's if, sales if, for sure. If you're not comfortable with that aspect, don't think that you're not cut out for the industry because there are so many other facets of it yes. that you can get involved in, whether that is being a, a, a an LO partner, whether that's being a processor, an underwriter, post-closing, yes. cl- I mean, there's just servicing. I mean, there's just so many different parts of it. You have to find what's best for you. So- Just because one thing doesn't work, doesn't mean that you should just give up, you know. I agree. There are other, there is a place for you. You just have to find your place and find your people. Yeah.
0: Do you have a loan partner who does the loan consultations, structures the loan and converts the buyer to work with you? Or maybe you have a loan partner or a team member that you would like to move into that position so that you can be freed up to go get even more loans. How about a newer loan officer who could benefit from some training in how to convert buyers to work with them? Our client conversion training is very specific to this role. It will help them convert even more clients to work with you and your team. We help you to be seen as a trusted advisor. We cover every aspect of converting clients to work with you. They're going to learn emotional intelligence, what it is and how to utilize it. They'll discover the key to a success mindset. Yep, we go deep on this one how to build rapport right from the first conversation, how to ask the right questions, how to answer objections, specific dialogues and strategies to overcome rate shoppers. They're gonna practice live with other class members and they're gonna also learn how to ask for and receive referrals, how to master the loan consultation with loan strategies that help the buyer make great decisions for their future. Client conversion training will set your team apart when they implement the training that they're going to receive in our class. It's a virtual interactive class on Zoom with live trainers, and your team members can attend from wherever they are as long as they have audio and video. Everyone participates. It's a 10 hour live class divided into two and a half hour sessions from 9 to 1130 on Thursday and Friday for two weeks in a row. Sign up your loan partner today at loanteamtraining.com You'll find the class on the Client Conversion Training tab. You know, we talked about mindset. So mindset's really important. Setting and reaching your goals and having a great mindset to do that is really important. But what's one thing that you think you feel like you're intentional about to have a really good mindset about like what you say to yourself and how you monitor what goes on, you know, in your mind? I don't necessarily have
1: anything specific in relation to the industry i mean i just i have to i mean i have self doubt and i have worries and i have you know concerns and questioning myself you know just like everybody else mm-hmm. um just because you've been in the business for a long time doesn't mean you're not going to make a mistake you know and i think it's taking those mistakes or challenges or bumps in the road and learning how to overcome them or put that in your, you know, bag of, ex- of experiences, you know, kind of use it moving forward, you know, just because you see somebody that's out, that's put themselves out there doesn't mean that they don't, you know, question that's right on a daily basis you know yes why am I coming here today you know so some days are good some days are bad some you know so I think it's just I really believe that having a positive attitude is key you know the the moment that you allow that negative part to creep in it can really just overtake you And, you know, I have to, I definitely have that. And I have to kind of mentally slap myself and be like, look, (laughs) come on, (laughs) you know, you know, what's going, what happens when you have a negative attitude. And I, I'm not necessarily, I definitely am not that cheery, you know, Snow White singing with birds or whatever. That is definitely (laughs) not me, but I'm also, so I have to, I have to remind myself yes the glass is half full sometimes Mm -hmm. yes it's going to be half empty but it's going to be okay and you know and i you know i am my own worst enemy um i'm definitely very hard on myself but you know
0: i gotta get over it and move on and you know keep on going yeah i i like to refer to it as Every once in a while, when we're really down and things have been piling up, it's okay to give yourself a little bit of a pity party is what I call it for a yeah. couple minutes, you know, or 10 minutes or 15 minutes, maybe a half hour, whatever, where you, we cry, we get through the emotion and all of that. And then we pick ourselves back up and say, okay, I can do this. I got my emotions out. I got, you know, I got whatever I needed to get done. I let it happen because I don't think you can just shove your feelings down. But yeah. you can once in a while let them come up and then just say, okay, I'm over now. It's time to move on and kind of catch ourselves when we're in that spot. So I, I, just, I like to refer to it that way because we do have those times, right? There, there's nobody yeah. that's above that or beyond that, I should say. Everyone has something that they struggle with, everybody. And so we just have to work on it. And like you said, having a positive attitude. What we expose ourselves to makes a big difference too. You know, if we're watching the news all the time, that's what we're going to be thinking about. But if we're trying to find better ways, like for you, you're educating people, you're representing people as president, and you're helping the loan officer community. And so that can keep you positive because of that, because look at what you're doing every day. It's service. Every single day, it's service. And you have a lot of things. Like you said, you're a multitasker, you're volunteering, you're... President of a title insurance company, you're the broker of your business. You have a lot going on. So what do you do each day? Do you have like a a morning routine that you go through that helps you stay positive or, you know, feeling good? Um, Well,
1: (laughs) my typical morning routine is, first of all, as the owner of a business, the best thing about that is I do not have to get to work at nine (laughs) o'clock.
0: That's um, right.
1: <laughs> so <laughs> I I now am to the point where I do not leave my house until nine o'clock because uh-huh. then all the traffic has gone by. I stop at my local Starbucks. I have, you know, my typical drink. Um, I usually get to the office by 10, but I and I just kind of I'm not a list person. Uh-huh. I am, you know, like I said, I'm a multitasker. So I and just looking for what needs to be done at that moment. I look for what conference calls or meetings I'm I need to have done. And then I kind of just work my way around it. Um, mm-hmm. but I'm also not a person that stops at five o'clock. I often refer to myself as 7 Eleven. I'm open 24-7, <laughs> 365. I get a lot of things done at night. I'll, you know, I do reserve time for myself in the evening and on the weekends and I'll do stuff. And, mm-hmm. uh, but I also, you know, it's a good time to get caught up on things and the things I want to get caught up on.
0: Right. Uh, no,
1: that makes sense. But yeah. you know, I I'm pretty just focused on doing what I need to do, but also
0: doing what I want to do. That's great. I love that. So I just want you to know how much I, I'm on behalf of all of the loan officers, loan originators, uh, people in the business. We're so grateful for what you do and your your service that you give because not everybody's willing to do that. I I've never done it, so I'm grateful that we have people like you representing us. So I appreciate that. And you've got it's the 50th anniversary of NAM, and you also we have a great uh, event coming up, the NAM Focus 2024. On January 11th through the 13th, and it's in. How do you pronounce the city K- Kissimmee? is It's called Kissimmee. It's part okay. of Orlando. Okay. It's, it's kind of.
1: It's at uh, Margaritaville, and it's kind of nestled between Universal Studios and Disney World.
0: Um, oh boy!
1: So I, <laughs> I will say this in my personal opinion: the best month to go to Florida is in January. Okay. Because. There is no humidity. It is great temperatures. There's not a lot of tourists, you know, so you can uh, have the full Florida experience. Yes, you can see some palm trees. You can go to a park. You're not going to fight 8 million lines and be sweating to death. You can actually enjoy yourself. Um, So I highly encourage if people are, you know, going to come to attend, especially if you're going to go out of town. Stay for the weekend. Definitely. You know, uh, experience um, all that Florida has to offer. But yes, so uh, NAM Focus is, as you said, January 11th to the 13th in Orlando at Margaritaville. Our first two days, the 11th and the 12th, which is a Thursday and Friday, we uh, have a big lineup of speakers. Uh, We have Carl White. Uh, We have yourself, Barry Habib. We're going to have Neil Dingra. Uh, with Florida awesome. academy we have two sessions with freddie mac one is actually focused on refinance business uh, believe it or not you know obviously the the huge difference between 08 and 23 is mm-hmm. our property values are maintaining or um you know in some markets yes. slightly increasing i know in florida here we're kind of we're a little bit insulated from uh, this time, luckily, knock on wood, from decreased property <laughs> values. Um, so, and rates are, you know, projected to start, you know, going down in 24 to 25. And so it's a good time to, you know, look at how you can, what is available and what is the market and who is out there that is not just mortgage ready, but also refi ready. So um, we're going to have that. And we're just constantly adding speakers. So we're going to have two days of very career enrichment, educational resource focused speakers. We'll also have sponsors as well that you can mingle with. And then on Saturday, uh, we'll have one of our certification classes, which is our certified veteran lending specialist class. So that'll be our first one for 2024. And then you know, once you pass your test Saturday
0: night, go to a park and you know, enjoy <laughs> and enjoy. <laughs> yes. And enjoy. Oh, that's great. So. so the name of it is focus. It's an annual marketing, sales and tech conference, which is awesome. So I, I hope that people will take advantage of this and go because it's a great event. They're going to learn a lot of things. And they can find one thing that they can take back with them and implement. Because it's all about implementing, right? Our, our knowledge is great, education is great, but we've gotta go implement what we learn. So they're gonna have lots of choices of what they can go back and implement after this. So what is the cost? Uh, we have a discount code, it's
1: FOCUS2024, uh, which makes it free. Awesome. The only thing that is not free is on Thursday and Friday, we will have a uh, lunch with our sponsors. You're not required Mm -hmm. to purchase the lunch, but if you would like to purchase the lunch, it's $50. And then on Saturday, our education class does have an expense to it because obviously um, it is a certification. It's a two-year certification. So you'll, besides getting the knowledge, you'll also have the certification and all the marketing tools that go along with that once you pass the test and obtain the
0: certification. So that has a different rate member versus non-member. Okay. All right, great. So it doesn't even cost anything. It's free and they need to go because it's really important that they get this information. And you need to get that shot in the arm. It's about right right around the right time in January to get that shot in the arm. We're ready to go. And this is going to propel you as loan originators into the 2024, which would be really great. And who doesn't want to be by Disney, right? Yeah, <laughs> to have fun before or <laughs> afterwards. So that's great. So we will put all of that information down in the show notes to make sure that they have the, uh, the focus 2024, the registration, all of that in there. So what last question I have for you is what words of encouragement do you have for loan originators today? Because we're in a difficult market. It's October of 2023. Things have been tough. We went from having 2% to 3% rates to, you know, seven, eight percent rates. There's been a lot of things that have gone on, but people have persevered. There's been plenty of people that have done really well in this market because they're doing the right activities, which are the sales activities and relationship, you know, having relationships and things like that. But what would it, what words of encouragement would you have for us as president of NAM, as a mortgage broker yourself? First of all,
1: I, I will say, you know, I know there's a lot of comparisons between 2008 and 2023. It is not the same. Nothing Trust like me, it. As somebody that experienced 2008 and when I remember waking, going to work the beginning of 20 of 2008, it literally felt like a giant faucet <laughs> turned off and my business it decreased did. By 75% overnight. Um, it, did. it is not the same. Um, you know, business is still out there. Are we in a challenging market? Yes. Will this eventually subside? Absolutely. Is it going mm-hmm. to subside sooner rather than later? Yes. Uh, you know, I. but I think, you know, take this time to take advantage of, what is out there, whether that is coming to Nam Focus or attending one of our webinars or taking advantage of the educational trainings that your wholesale lender is offering or being part of groups like Mortgage Marketing Animals or all of the sales and training programs like you have available. Take this time to get your strategy together and, you know, really tackle it. Mm -hmm. You know, there's plenty of people out there whose business has grown purely by referral. So I know, um, you know, my, uh, my, uh, one of my business partners in South Florida, his, he's consistently doing, you know, eight to 12 transactions a month. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's still a great time to buy, still cheaper than renting, you know, properties are still out there. There's still first time home buyers that need us to help them. Like I said before, have a positive attitude. If you mm-hmm. if you are thinking negatively and get so bogged down in the negative parts of what's happening, it's going to be very difficult to overcome into the positive part. But we have to remember, this is our profession. This is a career. And if you want it to be your career and your profession, adapt and overcome. You know, yes. it's it's going to be better. We got a um a positive, um announcement coming out of NBA going into twenty four, and you know even more positive into twenty five. And don't focus on twenty 2020 twenty and twenty twenty one. Exactly. Is, when was the last time we had a pandemic a hundred years before then? And you know that market was artificially created by the federal government. Yes. So something catastrophic would have to happen for that type of a market to come around again. And mm-hmm. quite honestly, I don't want another catastrophic no <laughs> to happen. You know, I didn't, it wasn't fun to go for through sure. a pandemic to have to um, have all of this uncertainty going on. And there was a lot of, you know, yes, it may have been great for the mortgage industry, but there was a lot of other industries that wasn't great for. The service industry being one of them. And, you know, so there was a lot of, there's a lot of people that, although we would love to have low rates again, chances are, it's probably not going to happen potentially in our lifetime, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't mean that rates aren't going to get back to uh, what we consider a more manageable level, a more livable level, Mm -hmm. a level where sellers are going to be okay Mm-hmm. Um, or potential sellers, I guess I should say, with listing their home and finding someplace else to live. So all of these things will come back around. And, you know, just kind of, in the words of Dory from finding Nemo, just keep moving forward.
0: <laughs> you <know>? I, mean, <laughs> I love that.
1: No reason That's to look truth. behind you. Just keep moving forward,
0: <laughs> yes, I love that. Well, thank you so much for being with us today, Valerie. It was really great having you on. I appreciate you taking your time. I know you've got a lot going on and you may not say no very often, but I'm sure glad you said yes this time. So thank you for being here. And I look forward to seeing you in January. Yeah, at sounds At Focus event. So
1: if anybody would like more information about the association, please go to our website at namb.org. That's also the place that you can go to look at our events calendar. To register for NAM Focus using that discount code of Focus2024. And also, as I said, uh, my door is always open. So I do want to share my email address, which is uh, V A L S A U N at namb.org or president at namb.org. Um, if you have a question, you need something, you're looking for a resource, please
0: feel free to reach out to me. I'm always happy to help. Thank you. That's such a big deal. You know, Usually the president is so busy, they don't have as much of an open door policy. And in, I'm just talking about in organizations in general, but I'm glad that you gave us that. And so we'll put all of that in the show notes as well to make sure everybody has the resources available. So thanks once again, Valerie, for being here. I really appreciate you being here with us today. So everyone, enjoy your day.